She's also, as far as we know, the only person who ever survived this capsule. That's how it is. Jordan Peterson shocked at his wife's miraculous healing and testimony. I don't know how else to describe this, but miraculous. It seems like she has been confirmed a Catholic or is a Catholic. I'm not quite sure. It does seem like God did something here. So let's jump into this video. She had a very rare cancer, which was 100% fatal. Rare cancer, 100% fatal. So off the rip, like strong opening. This is strong opening. And which generally conferred upon its bearer a lifespan of approximately 10 months. People can imagine what that would be like. Mm. My mother's family, they all died fairly young from cancer and different kinds of things. When I was sitting in the office with my husband, we were shocked. But I also thought back to my family and how everyone had passed away early and mm. there was cancer. And I thought, okay, you know, maybe, you know, this is my destiny genetically. And so I went home to tell my son. I didn't expect the response that I got. And I saw terrible grief in his eyes. And somehow that grief reflected back to me his love for me. And I realized that I did not have that same feeling of worthiness for myself. Whoa. And I thought, okay, so the fact that she was dealing with this in such a stoic fashion, and this is actually really interesting because I've never seen Jordan Peterson's wife until I watched this. It's also really interesting mm. to kind of see the woman behind. So there's, there's that. And then two, there's the layer that she was somber about this and her kid showed her that she, almost like she didn't really value her own life. Like, or she didn't, you know, like she didn't, yeah. she was just so at peace about it, but not seemingly not in a good way. Yeah. Very Canadian towards the cancer. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, cancer, for even impeding in you. Hey, gosh. <laughs> She's like, it's okay. You can't do a, hold on, hold on, dog. Hold on. You can't do a Canadian cancer joke, bro. Oh, man. This, this man, Zach. Just, I'm just saying, she's like, so like, okay, it is what it is. Sorry. <laughs> In the video. Whatever time I have left, I want to devote myself to loving my family and my friends wow. and accepting whatever help comes my way. Wow. Well, Tammy's always been a stoic sort of person. She's mm -hmm. not one to make mountains out of molehills. She handled the news of her illness and then the surgery and the aftermath of the surgery with her customary grace. They had taken out all the lymph. There was one place where it didn't heal properly and my body filled up with fluid. I had <laughs> lost 30 pounds. Oof. They put me in the hospital and Queenie Yu came to visit. Is it a, she said lymph. So I was thinking lymph nodes. Is it, can you Google which kind of cancer it is? Oh, kidney cancer. A rare form of kidney cancer. Oh, okay. So we I think it wrong. still affects your lymph nodes. I think when you get cancer, it affects, it affects your, your lymph, lymph nodes. nodes. So when I found out that Tammy was sick, I emailed her and mentioned that I wanted to visit her if she was in town. And she mentioned that she was at the Toronto General Hospital. I prepared a gift package for her. She said, well, this is a rosary. And I was surprised. And I said, you know what it is? And she said, yes, but I don't know how to use it. When you learn to pray the rosary, which I had never done, she would say the first part and I would say the last part of each prayer. Rosary sound like the thousand year old version of uh, a prayer journal. Whoa! <laughs> I was about to say that too. <laughs> it sounds like the, uh, let's structure out your prayers in a way where you there don't got to go. overthink it, you yep. know? And yep. so you just learn to use the rosary, which helps you remember stuff. They're like, and, we're, we're never going to hear, I don't know what to pray for right. anymore. So yep. we're just going to, Make a fire necklace mm -hmm. with some beads with on some it. Beads on it. A cross. Yep. And it's gonna like you're gonna remember how to go through That's the, right. the necklace. That's right. And then every every bead means something else. And so you work in the Lord's prayer. You work in His prayer. You got no so, excuse not to pray. Just like with our Bless God prayer journals, you, you got, got no excuse to not build. You got prompts. You got the prompts. You got the time to reflect on a word. You got gratitude. You got a memory verse section. Your time in a word. And then when you write your prayers down, you're able to revisit them. So when 
God answers your prayers, you can see the the mysterious and miraculous ways mm-hmm. that he works in your life. Mm-hmm. And you can't do that with a rosary. Ah. <laughs> All right, back to the video. And she would tell me the story of each mystery and then ask what intention I wanted, if I wanted to pray for anyone. Mm. And so we would pray and I would tell her my life story and I would cry, but it really soothed me. And I would go back to my room and my husband would usually there be sleeping in my bed waiting for me to come back. I'd wake him up and get back into bed and then we'd play cards for the rest of the day. And this happened every day for five weeks. They're so, so sweet. I'd wake him up and then we'd go back to bed. Yeah, That's so sweet. Man. Hey, honey, I'm back. All right. <laughs> Let's go back to bed. <laughs> this is so sweet. I love this. And then they would play cards. I just they they seem to have such a like a, a sweet marriage, like like a sweet relationship. I it agree. reminds me of his interview with Bill Maher and him talking about they built out the top addict of their room and turned it into a place where they can go up and dance with oh, each other. Hard. You I know, it's that. just yeah. so sweet. Like they seem so sweet. She came every day. Tammy spent time with her praying. And then you might say, well, what was she doing when she was praying? And I would say she was doing what Job does in the book of Job, which Mm. was attempting to reconcile herself to the torments that were being visited upon her through no apparent fault of her own. And one of the conclusions that Job comes to as a consequence of his trials was that when the hell of suffering, unjust suffering opens up around you, you can make it much worse by also being bitter and resentful and ungrateful and shaking your hands at fate and God, perhaps at yourself too. And so Tammy didn't do that. Mm. She certainly faced her impending fate with grace and attempted to do that consciously. Wow, man, that's heavy. Yeah. That's Jordan heavy. Peterson, he nails it, man. Yeah. I like, mean, he, he makes it very uh, philosophical and deep. This is time was own wife, own wife's struggle to survive. Yeah. And, and like breaking it down psychologically and yep. philosophically yep. and mixing it, making it so interesting. And then weaving in the Bible, all while not fully believing from what we know in the scriptures. Yeah, well, I, I don't know whether it's literal or not. We don't yeah. know, right? We don't know where he's at on that. But I think this situation definitely probably caused him more to have a literal push him over. Because it is a very, once we get through this video, you guys will see how miraculous this was really, this, this story is fairly miraculous. I mean, this is a very rare form with a hundred percent, I think a hundred. They said a hundred percent and, and uh, within ten months. Ten months, which is which is which is insane. Go ahead. The prayer was a aid in that endeavor. I think when you're chronically ill, just the littlest thing can really be uh, excruciating, mm. and so uh, the prayers helped me get through excruciating scans. I wouldn't really even notice the pain that I was in as long as I prayed without fail. You know, like just constantly prayed. I never allowed myself to worry. I just gave myself to to God and to the prayer to take me where I needed to go, where he mm. needed me to go, whatever he needed me to go through. I decided that it wasn't up to me anymore. And mm. I think I had led my life like that way for a very, very long time. And this trial, this challenge was given to me to come to this realization. And, and I did, thank the Lord, right? She wasn't praying to live. She wasn't praying that God would provide her with some special dispensation. She was praying that she would conduct herself as appropriately as could possibly be managed given the situation at hand. And that's what it means in some ways to put yourself in the hands of God. You don't know what the right outcome is and maybe it's that you live and maybe it isn't. What you can pray for is that you handle what's thrown at you in the best possible manner, whatever that is. Yeah, I think this is indicative of how faith makes sense of our suffering. Mm. Why do bad things happen to good people, right? Or when there's not any of you doing of your own, well, when you think about the cross, when you think about Jesus, right, the, the greatest man to ever live, God in the flesh, the Son of God, 
perfect spotless life experiences the worst tragedy of all time. It, that The cross alone helps us make sense of suffering. And so it's beautiful that he's describing it as that, right? That, that, that it's, a, it's a sense of how do I go through this? How do I suffer well, right? How do I suffer well when it wasn't something that was necessarily a, a byproduct of anything she did? It wasn't like these are consequences for actions. This is just bizarre freak thing that happens to her. How do you suffer well through it? You know, and, and I don't know of how to do that without Jesus. I don't know how to do that without Christ, you know? So it's beautiful. And that can be a very demanding aim. Mm. And that's a terrible thing to be called upon to do, but all other pathways merely make hell deeper. She got better at confronting her destiny with grace. Sheesh. She also learned to value herself more, not in the narcissistic sense that elevates someone above anyone else, but in the sense that you should extend to yourself the same love that you would extend to someone for whom you cared. And she got much better at that, and that's continued. Both of those have continued. And that is definitely a consequence of the prayer practice, because she does that for about an hour a day in the morning, and that prepares her, as prayer should, so that she can confront the demands of the day in the best possible set of mind. And the best possible set of mind is one of like an open, childlike gratitude, which is a very difficult state to attain, but well worth the effort. The first day I met the surgeon and he did a procedure on me. And the next day I woke up and he said he was not able to find Sheesh. the leak. Hmm. So then that was the second day of prayer. And they were getting me ready for surgery again. And this time they were gonna open me up and look. And the thing is the lymph is, is a spider web. How are you going to find anything in there? Mm. I mean, really, it, it's just, it's beyond me to think how anybody would even think they could find it. But he said he could do it. And they said, you know, the only way we would know if you were healed or not is if you ate something with fat in it and it would show in the bag because the lymph actually takes care of the fat. It was the fourth day and I thought, you know, I should just eat some fat because who knows, because I'm going to go for surgery tomorrow anyway. So I think I had to So she was, she was going to go into another surgery and she's like, let me eat some fat. Yeah. Now, I'm curious, what's, what are they doing when they go in there? Because it sounds like they're just going in there looking for a needle in a haystack. Yeah, sounds like it. And I looked at the bag and I thought, well, I don't see anything in there, but, you know, I don't know. So the next morning, I was having breakfast and the intern came out and head nurse, and they were looking very serious. And they said, I think you better do a challenge, a food challenge. And I said, oh, I, I did that last night. They said, okay, well, let's see the bag. And so I lifted up the bag and the bag was clear. Oh, well, if, if there's no cloudiness in the bag, then, then the hole has healed itself. Wow, that's crazy. It's not nothing. It's not nothing. In the words of Jordan Peterson, it's not nothing. So, I mean, obviously, it's, it's Jesus that's doing the healing. Mm -hmm. I don't think her or Jordan Peterson or the lady that, that walked her through this discipline of praying with the rosary are saying the rosary has magical powers that healed her. Yeah. Right? So in our ecumenical discussions with between Catholics and Protestants, it's important not to strawman Catholics. Because because Protestants could do a really bad job of this, right? So if you want to see more on this, watch my discussion with Trent Horn. I think we really get to the bottom of this, and he under he he explains it in a way that um, I think could at least let let them explain what it is they believe about this stuff. Instead of going, there's a, there's a quote: never let never judge a, a never judge a religion by its worst members. Right, never judge a religion by its worst member. So ne don't judge all of Catholicism by like, 
your nominal uncle Catholic who like <laughs> like doesn't do anything, yeah. you know? Judge it by their but their best sources. So anyway, go and watch my conversation with Trent Horn. We had it about a year ago. I'm supposed to go on his channel. I think it'll give you guys more context in, in terms of what they actually believe. And we talk about Mary. We talk about um, praying to dead people. Uh, and he had really good answers for all that stuff. Earlier that year, I first started to realize that I was not going to get better anytime soon. My husband was really upset and I said, you know, I'll be better on our anniversary. And that day was August 19th, it was our anniversary. You know, it's very difficult to disentangle these things because we had excellent surgery. So she, a while ago said, I'll be better by our anniversary. Yep. And then the, by the time she got healed, it just so happened that it was the day of their anniversary. Yep. So that, that in and of itself, the timing of it is very interesting to say the least. Oh, super. The intervention of the radiologist could well have irritated the tissue that was damaged enough to facilitate healing. And that's the simplest explanation, but the fact that it did occur on our 30th wedding anniversary, and that is what Tammy had said would happen mm -hmm. months before when she had no way of knowing that or have any reason to assume it. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, I don't know what to make of that. I'm pretty happy about it. <laughs> that's great response. I don't, I don't i don't know what to make of that <laughs> yeah she's also as far as we know the only person who ever survived this cancer that's crazy what are the odds Not that the only zero person <laughs> that, the odds are literally zero that ever yeah seriously that ever survived this cancer is jordan peterson's wife that's crazy that's nuts bro that's nuts so that's also that's how it is mm. The more you follow what God wants you to follow, the more adventurous and more challenging everything becomes. I've been accepting to do things that I never would have accepted before. Mm. So it's very, very much changed my life. Now, when we go on tour, he's asked me to come and open shows for him, which is unbelievable to, for me to go up on a stage mm. where there are 5,000, 6,000, 10,000, 13,000 people in the crowd. I ask for courage and strength before I go out on stage. I prepare what I'm going to say through the day. I meditate on what I'm going to say, but I don't take any paper up there with me. In 2017, when I went on tour with my husband, I sat in his lectures for 250 lectures. I'd never really listened to my husband. I sat in the audience, so I was listening like everyone else was listening and learning from what he was saying. All of the intellectual learning that was going on was, was um, enriching what I was, what I'd learned from the rosary. Mm. And so that moment of change where I felt the Holy Spirit fill me was an accumulation of all those years of praying the rosary, of learning more and more about the biblical stories. Hey Amen. Shout out. Shout out to uh, the Petersons. Shout out to uh, Tammy Peterson. What, a, what an encouraging uh, video about her being healed. I've always been curious about this story because they've talked about it. He's talked about it. That At the time... He got sick and then came because because he got sick around the same time. Yeah. They both got really, 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 really sick, and so the fact that you know he almost died, she almost died, and then they come back and she's doing lectures, opening for him in these lectures. That's crazy. And him moving more and more and more and more towards you know what I would say is is a more overt Christian faith. Um, this is pretty pretty phenomenal stuff. Here's a beautiful passage I think about this that really does connect all of this is in my opinion this is available to people who have placed their faith in Jesus whether regardless on what stream of Christianity they swim in. sometimes we think like healing is just for the, the super charismatic folks mm. that are going to come with the anointing oil and proclaim and decree and right no 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 this is actually very straightforward James 5 
uh, verse 13, is anyone among you suffering? Let him pray. Is anyone cheerful? Let him sing praises. Is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will save the sick and the Lord will rise, will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. And then it goes into confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. So what I love about this is this idea of coming together, having the elders come around you, having them lay hands on you, having them pray for you, continuing to pray, and 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 and, and understanding that the the prayers, right, of uh, a righteous man avail much, right? That there's something about having people pray collectively. There's something about having the elders pray for you, but there's also something about having the prayer of a righteous man for you. And uh, I, I love that passage. And so I think that that's not just for charismatics. That's for everybody. I don't care if you're Catholic, if you're Eastern Orthodox, if you're a cessationist. It, I, don't, I think that's for everybody. Like, yeah. We see, according to the Bible, that prayer is extremely important in terms of us being transformed from the inside out when we get aligned with God's will. For the Christians watching this channel, I want you guys to implement these spiritual disciplines in your day-to-day -day life. And the only way I've been able to do this consistently is through writing down my prayers in a prayer journal that does a few things. One, it allows me to reflect and come to God humbly and ask him to move on my behalf. And two, it allows me to document my prayers, which ultimately helped me remember the very things that I was praying for and see the hand of God tangibly in my life when he answers them. So I would urge you, consider writing down your prayers. It could be in a blank notebook. It could even be on your phone. Or you could check out the one I personally designed and used for my own quiet time and spiritual discipline that I think will be a huge blessing. It's the exact structure and system that I've used for years to pray and be more consistent in my spiritual disciplines. You can pick yours up today by clicking the link in the pinned comment below. All right, I'll see you over there. Peace.